Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Happy Halloween, Suns fans. How's it going out there? I think you noticed already. It's me, Matthew. No, John. John is actually behind me and actually scaring the crap out of me right now with his costume. And he's at a Halloween party tonight. So it's going to be me and also joined by Suns Geek. Brandon, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me back on the podcast. Can we exhale now? Can we breathe? Like, did we actually win this game? Like... Yeah, we were talking about that before. I was like, wait, hold on. Are they down by only like five points right now? It, it was like the last five minutes. It was like they were down by 12. Mm-hmm. The Cavs were. I'm like, are they just giving up? Are they going to go? Are they ready to go party with John and my sister? Oh, sorry. That's my sister right hey. there. So she's uh, Ash Wednesday. What is it from the from Adam's family? Uh, he's Wednesday, on, he's on Adams. Yeah. Wednesday Adams. Wednesday Adams. There you go. I would say Ash Wednesday. I'm a Catholic. But uh, yeah, so. They're out there partying. Suns are going to go party. They won tonight. You know, it's good. It's good to get a win. It was kind of a yes, weird sir. win, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll take it, man. After, I mean, kind of a, a lot of big layoffs in between games and in between losses to get this win, come back out Tuesday. You see if they can back it up, uh, but we'll get into some stuff. A lot to talk about, especially DA. I guess there was some kind of injury late in the game where he disappeared Ugh. he he showed up they kept giving the ball so mm-hmm. he disappeared and lots to talk about tonight. yeah lots to talk about but first you don't have a brewski on you do you the old I don't, brewski? but as we talked about earlier i drank like three cups of coffee today so i all feel right. like i have one in me <laughs> all right man well i'm gonna crack one open this is a Coors light let's go let's get this party started As I said, the Suns won 101 to 92. A great win. But first, Brandon, usually John has the segment for me where he's got to ask. But first, really quick. Matthew, I got to ask. <laughs> Brandon, I got to ask. Are you dressing up for Halloween tomorrow or tonight? Uh, Maybe. I might just do what I did last year and dress as a wannabe Phoenix Suns player. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like to celebrate Halloween. I mean, tonight the family and I put up some uh, decorations and all that. And we're wa- I'm going to oh, be watching cool. some scary movies tonight and just, you know, just enjoy Halloween. What about you, man? <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, this is the first year in a long time I'm going to dress up. I'm uh, going out with the family. We're going to do – you ever watch Adventure Time? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're actually it's it's me. Uh, some of my nephews actually, and some of my nieces. We're all gonna like do a bunch of the characters. It's awesome. I'll be the Ice King if anybody knows who that is out there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Halloween's tomorrow. I just wanted to see if you're actually dressing up. Um, so first of all, before the show, we were talking about it's Devin Booker's birthday today, and we want to give a shout out to Devin Booker. Yes, he had sir. a good game tonight. Mm-hmm. First, he kind of struggled early on in the game. He was one for four, forcing his shot continuing to go at it and i'm just mm-hmm. like 
yeah, keep going at it, man. And he kind of shared the ball later in the second quarter, but then he got in a groove in the third quarter. He ended up with a with a with a team high points of twenty. What was it? Twenty three points, twenty seven points. I'm sorry, tonight. Uh, what did you see from him, man? And yeah, happy birthday if you want to just give him some love. Yeah, I mean, coming off what a thirty something point game the other night. I think he had like eight rebounds, six assists in that same game last game, and then you know tonight, as you mentioned, finished with a twenty seven nine and four. Uh, 35 yeah. minutes. I mean, is it safe to say that Devin Booker is over COVID? I mean, he looks like he's got a bounce in his step and he's being aggressive and taking shots. And mm-hmm. I'll take whatever we can get out of Devin Booker, who, by the way, is 25 today. And I'm rocking my Devin Booker T-shirt. I don't know if nice. you guys can see that. Um, Very nice, man. And I, I tweeted this out earlier. I mean, Devin Booker is only 25 and he's arguably one of the greatest Phoenix Suns players in franchise history. It's scary. I mean... Uh, I went like going down the list, two-time all-star, Olympic gold medalist, NBA finals yeah. appearance, 70-point game. The list goes on and on. Three-point champion. He recently just uh became second place all time in Phoenix Suns three-point field goals made in franchise history, right behind you guessed it, Steve Nash. So Devin Booker, he's just great. And we need him to get going now. This is the time. Yeah. I mean, he was obviously was in a funk coming off the long summer and COVID and everything, and now it's like we need to get him going. So 27 points tonight, I'll take it. Yeah, and like he – at first, I mean, when he's missing shots and he's one for four, what I want him to do is get everyone else more involved. And I think when the team – when they're down early in the game, the way they got back in was, of course, defense, yep. moving the ball, doing what they do best when they can get in a groove and spread the ball around the three-point line. And just not not avoiding book, but just, you know, I, I get like you're playing the Cavs, and, but the Cavs are kind of on a roll this year. They're kind mm-hmm. of – blooming a little bit so you want to like kind of just keep them down after losing the lakers last night you know they're going to be a little bit tired so i'm just thinking like books like let me get these shots off i need to get something back like you said he's he's feeling looks like he's feeling better from covid and the long summer or the short summer i'm sorry coming back he might be getting to go he might get it going again hopefully here soon uh it's a good game to build off of but um also i just think there's one guy too we got to talk about tonight and it's deandre aiden where he he seems like usually like in the past last year he would have a really great game the next game he would come back it would never really he would never follow up with a really good game that game i just think tonight he followed up pretty good and what the suns did was give him the ball a lot even in the second half i know he did uh he did get hurt tonight and i actually got i think it was a right leg contusion uh late in the game and did not return so i mean his effort tonight was really great i thought he Mm -hmm. looked really solid what would you think man Yeah, I mean, coming off that, what, 21 and 21 game, which 21 rebounds, by the way, I think ties his career high in rebounds. Mm -hmm. He looked good. He looked aggressive, and you were right. They kept getting him the ball. Don't get me wrong. He still needs to work on his hands a little bit. He fumbled the ball a couple times, but let's be real. This Cavaliers team's got a lot of size, and he. but again, he looked really good. Uh, let me see what he finished with tonight. It was uh, 17 yes. and 12. It looked like for a while he was going to go for back-to-back 20-point rebound games, but kind of uh, you know slowed down a little bit, or maybe just the Suns were playing better. When exactly did he leave the game? I don't. I, you know what? One of the jamsters has to let me know because I know in the fourth quarter I was like, "Wait, where's Mikael Bridges?" Because I don't yeah. think he really played the fourth. He only and I'm like, "24 minutes." And then I saw, yeah, and I saw DeAndre Aiden got hurt on Twitter and he wasn't going to return. They actually mentioned on a Bally's too. So I'm, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, and really quick, I'm sorry, uh, no, okay. John. Like, I'm sorry, John. Please don't hurt me on this one. I forgot <laughs> the drop for Aiden Watch. So I got to hit that really quick. Aiden 
watch. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's anything like a like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny when we talk about DA getting him more involved in the second half, and then he comes out and he's he's honestly he is. And the way that Chris Paul was getting him involved, it was like kind of a different kind of two man game they were yep. running. It was the pick and roll, but the way DA was setting himself up for the ball after the roll, where he gave himself some room and gave CP3 a nicer path to give him the ball twice. I saw it. It was like a different kind of thing. I, I do the eight and watch sometimes on bright side for the sun. Uh, I might put something out later, but I'm sure we're going to be talking about this, but there's a different way where CP3 was feeding him the ball. It was nice. I don't know if you noticed that, but the thing we always kind of griped on this podcast was how can we stop giving him the ball in the second half? What is mm-hmm. CP3 doing? It seemed like everything was going good. And now he kind of just left the game hurt. So <laughs> that kind of sucks. And I guess you could kind of take that back to last season. Like there were lots of times last season where the, you know, he'd hit maybe have a good first half and then the Suns would kind of just go away from him. Uh, I don't know if that's a confidence thing. I don't know if that's Monty Williams saying something or whatever the case may be, Chris Paul. Uh, But you were right. They did have a little bit of a two-man game tonight, Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. And uh, again, for a while, he looked good. He looked aggressive and was attacking, but... Mm Uh, sorry, by the way, if you can hear my dog no, it's barking fine. in the background. I love sorry. the dogs in the back um, of podcast. It's good background noise, so right. keep it up. But yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully DeAndre Ayton's okay. That's all I care about right now, and I'm glad that we got the win. I, I kind of felt like, not to sound too overdramatic, but I kind of felt like this was low-key a must-win, a very early season must-win, because if we would have lost this game, man, Suns fans, including myself, would have been panicking. There would have been a lot of red flags going up. Yeah, because you're already getting that a lot and losing to mm-hmm. the Cavs, even though you wanted to talk about them too. I know <laughs> yeah, that I you're you're a fan of what they got going on. Yep. Um, the big men in the middle, uh, it's kind of opposite what everyone was trying to do, even though the big man kind of is something that came back last year. Um, your thoughts on this Cavs team, and honestly, uh, what do you think? Like, Okay, so two things. Your thoughts on the Cavs team, mm-hmm. and then the way they ended this game five minutes left. <laughs> they're down by 12, and they still don't have their starters back in. Were they just giving up? Because Rubio's sitting over there with his hands crossed, and the bench looks like it's they're being blown out by 30. I'm like, it's 12, mm-hmm. 12 points. And mm-hmm. I feel like the Suns had, were in a big slump. They couldn't get much going. How come they didn't push push the Suns and try to get back into the game? Well, I'm going to answer your second question first okay. about what and, – and Eddie Johnson brought this up on the broadcast. I thought it was a really good point. J.B. Bickerstaff is their head coach, and I, I think he's a good head coach. He's been around the league a lot and you know whatever it may be. But at one point, you know, Colin Sexton was on the bench for a long time. Evan Mobley was on the bench for a long time. I think he said Ricky Rubio as well. It's like you were, you know, no lead is safe in the NBA, especially a 20 point yeah. lead. And I think the Cavs blew it tonight. You could make the argument that if they would have had their starters in there, maybe they would have won this game. I mean, look, we, they, they, we, Suns barely won this game. Let's be real. So, yeah. Uh, that's just my whole point. But on the positive side, though, I actually really do like what the Cavaliers are building here. I mean, you got Jared Allen, uh, Evan Mobley, who could art, who could win rookie of the year. This guy is a stud. Uh, Larry Markin and Isaac Okoro, who's kind of Mikhail Bridges-esque, uh, you know, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. And then you got Ricky Rubio and Kevin Love coming off of your bench. I like what this Cavs team is building. Uh, again, tonight we saw it. They are a little inexperienced and they did have three games and four nights in all fairness to them. Uh, yeah. and, and I think they came off of a tough game against the Lakers, but, and this is just a weird start to the season for all teams, man. I mean, like a lot of, te- a lot of bad teams look good. A lot of good teams look bad, but I am kind of an overly optimistic 
fan of what the Cavs are doing. So that's my little Cavaliers rant. But yes, I do think that they blew it by benching mm-hmm. their uh, starters. And let's say the Cavs were a contender. If they were to do this, if they were a contender, J.B. Bickerstaff would receive a lot of heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're totally right. And in the beginning of the season for a lot of these teams, I think there's a lot of leeway for these teams right now. Mm-hmm. I think teams just understand. I mean, if you're the good teams like L.A., uh, some teams that are struggling up top of the West that should be on the top, but they're not. They just they know it takes a while to get into the season. Nowadays, it's basically, you know, seasons are whatever. Let's just get into the playoffs. You want to get a top six seed. So that's really what they're focusing on. Um, but also, we got to talk about... Um, Graham Ripper brings it up sticks. All right. Yes. So there's two, two things right here. And John released an article from Brightside. Uh, he's a Nader hater. He's basically <laughs> just saying we should not afford him any more minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And let's see some sticks. And we got some sticks. We did not see Nader. We got the win. I'm not saying that's the reason we won because we kind of, you know, at, towards the end, it was kind of a crappy showing. But right. I just think I'm very happy to see sticks in some meaningful minutes. Uh, your <laughs> thoughts basically on sticks playing and what you saw from him and then are you happy nader did not get any minutes or are you just are you are you a nader fan well i was kind of trolling jalen smith fans on twitter i put a little thing tweet out when he first checked in but i was glad to see him and uh i will say this monty williams does this a lot he will play certain players for like size matchups and obviously tonight the suns needed a little size they needed a jalen smith out there in any way shape or form And I thought he did look good. There was a small little stretch there where he held the ball for a little too much. I think he went up and he got denied. And then I think he like bricked the hit the rim or something. And then he turned the ball over and, but whatever, beyond that, he actually looked pretty good. He looked aggressive and it's just baby steps for Jalen Smith. You know what I mean? And it's going to take time. We obviously saw that tonight, but if, if it was kind of the Jalen Smith spark that started this run. And by the way, there was a lot of runs in tonight's game and, it's good to see Jalen Smith out there, and maybe this is something to build off of. Now, Abdel Nader, um, <laughs> mixed reviews. I mean, like, the guy plays hard, but he's, I mean, has he ever really, like, won the Suns a game, you know? I, I, I think he's good at trying to get to the free throw line at times and can maybe occasionally get you a bucket, but I know that there's not too many Abdel Nader fans out there, so mixed there's reviews. Not, yeah, and it's 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 kind of sad, but it, it's something that, you <laughs> know, I think we realized first as fans. Now Monty realized it. He tried to hold on to it as long as he could, but he's just like, you know, I mean, this is, our, this is uh, a season where we got to get back to the championship. We got to start getting this the squad together, gelling them as quickly as we can. Uh, if sticks and give us some good minutes because he's looked confident out there. The bench is always up if he's shooting the ball and like like the little left-handed hook that got swatted. Yeah. I think that uh, down in the lane, I think that's just things that he thinks he can get over these guys right like, now. And I like the confidence. I like yeah. it. I mean, he'll, it'll take him a while to get used to it, but I, I like seeing sticks in the game. Um, just one other, just one thing though, I don't want to be negative at all in this podcast, but um, there is one guy who we did sign and got a, a contract this off season uh, really quick. I'll, yeah. I'll drop the, the, the drop real quick. So John doesn't get mad. At All I can say is sham. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> Landry sham. I mean, he seemed like in the first half, his shot wasn't going, but he got to the rim the one time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that's something good. Um, his, his shots aren't falling. I don't know if you were a big fan because we didn't talk to you about him signing the contract. If you're a big fan of the contract, him, 
or what do you expect from him? But so far, he's been pretty cold this year. He hasn't shown us anything like he showed in the preseason, which is, of course, a normal thing. You get so excited for these guys in preseason. Mm-hmm. I'm I, guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we won this game, but for, yeah. we need we need Shamit to be a guy to come in. And he played minutes along uh, where he he was just very, very cold. He couldn't mm-hmm. really back up book in the way that we wanted him to tonight. Uh, what do you what do you think of this guy right now? Any feelings? I mean, in all fairness, let's be real. The entire Suns team can't hit a three pointer to save their life. And by the way, I take credit yeah. for that because I tweeted Dude. that. I said, "Have the Suns even hit a three all season?" And all of a sudden, they started hitting all these threes. So I'm yeah. responsible for tonight's win. <laughs> but, um, okay, okay. <laughs> but no, like in all serious, I I like the way you kind of worded that. You were like, you know, Landry Shamit needs to be the guy to come in behind D book. Now, I'm not saying yeah. he needs to go out and win six man of the year or anything, but he needs to be able to get a few buckets here and there. And we all know that he's capable of doing it. I was a little surprised with the contract because, you know, like kind of like we saw with the Chris Paul thing, like sometimes those contracts look a little more expensive than they really are. Uh, it is probably a good deal in the end, but uh, he he's just got to start hitting some shots and he, you know, kind of like Devin Booker early on in his career, he, he needs to be a little more effective when he doesn't have his shot going. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess mixed reviews on that too. I mean, once Landry Shamit starts hitting shots, then yeah, I'd, I think I'll be a fan of him, but there, I think there were stretches when he played with the nets where he did exactly what he did tonight. He'd hit one shot and that basically be it. Yeah, and honestly, he's uh he's a guy that I think might get going. And right now, we we need some. This seemed like a game that was gonna be a blowout and a twenty point lead in the in the third quarter. They they blew that lead, the thirteen going into the fourth, and that was one of the things that we talk about actually a lot in this pot is ending. And John brings it up a lot. It's just ending the quarters on a good note, oh. and ending the third was not very good. Um, I mean, there was a good timeout called whenever they kind of got back into. It. I think they cut it to eighteen, but then even after that, it went to thirteen. And you're just thinking, you're like, okay, so this is going to maybe be a nail-biter towards the end. But it honestly, it wasn't. And mm-hmm. it wasn't because I felt like the Cavs kind of just decided, you know, we're not even going to try in this game, which was nice. But, I mean, any of the quarters, is that something you noticed, though, this year where it seems like they have a hard time finishing these teams off in the end of the quarter to get some momentum going into even the halftime? Is that something you noticed exactly. at all? Exactly. And – you know, I hate to bring up last year and everything, but we kind of saw this last year. There were times where the Suns would struggle to close out quarters, and we've seen it yeah. early this year, and I think we even saw it a little bit in the preseason. And in my opinion, that's a little alarming. That is a, a red flag in my opinion. But I will say this, though. we Especially in this game, we saw a lot of life out of the Phoenix Suns. I mean, mm-hmm. they went on the 15-6 to run to start the third quarter, and then somebody – pointed this out on Twitter that the Suns outscored the Cavs at one point 50 to 12. And we've seen sparks of life in this Phoenix Suns team where there's good ball movement and they're hitting their three point shots and they're playing good defense. Uh, But it's never really been for like a consistent 48 minutes. You know what I mean? And uh, Mm -hmm. at one point the Cavs won an eight Oh run and Ricky Rubio hit a corner three pointer. So I was just like, and then you and I were talking, we're like the game, felt closer than it really was and i know the suns won but like they left the window (laughs) open the suns just keep leaving the window open and it's Mm -hmm. it's annoying it is i think it happens a lot in the nba a lot of teams Mm -hmm. the runs and any lead you have going into the five minute mark it can be obtained i think that even 20 point lead 22 point lead a team can come back they can get themselves back in and make it very very close that's why when it was 12 points 
I'm like, I don't know what this Cavs mm-hmm. team is doing. I was actually going to set up for the podcast ready to be like, hey, it's a blowout. Let's <laughs> celebrate. Let's have a good time. And it yep. ended up just being something that was a little bit more miserable to watch. But um, someone that's actually a little bit different this year, I want to bring up. We'll get into Mikhail Bridges because I love that guy. Everyone loves that guy. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay Crowder, he uh, he has a different game this year. We talked about it last podcast, but he he does something different where he brings the ball up. He gets to the lane. He has these little turnaround fadeaways. He's not just shooting the three. I and mean, tonight he was two for five. But he's added more to his game. And I was thinking because I'm voting for Cameron Johnson to be the new four mm-hmm. on the Suns. John thinks he's going to be a number uh, the third, the three, not a starting three, but a backup yeah. three. Um, your thoughts on Jay, and maybe he's trying to like develop something different within the Suns' offense to help keep him in the starting lineup. Do you think he cares that much to where he comes off the bench or is a starter? But his game just looks a little bit different to me. It's just a lot more involved and a lot more ball handling. Have you noticed that? Which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I feel like Jay Crowder's an like an overlooked passer. He is a good passer. I don't know if you remember, but there was that one play where I think Booker took the ball up and he dished it to Crowder. He had that, that behind the back pass that eventually yeah. led to a Booker three and he's yeah. had some flashy passes. But I mean, at the same time, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. I and mean, we saw what Jay Crowder did last year. He was a big part of our team and he's another guy that needs to get going too. Cause we know that Jay Crowder can be streaky. And once Jay Crowder starts hitting some shots, but if he's trying to do this, I guess all around game. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. He, and I, I think I'm kind of on the wagon too. Like I want to. I want to see Cam Johnson start, but we have mm. seen Cam Johnson start before. Never really held mm-hmm. that spot down. I'm sure they are battling in practice too. I don't really know if that answers yeah. your question, but I would like to see uh, Cam Johnson start maybe for a short period of time, and maybe Jay Crowder could be huge off the bench. And do I think he cares if he's starting? I don't. I don't really get that impression from Jay Crowder. I, I think the dude just wants to win. Yeah, I think so too. And either way, he'll be a leader. And Cam mm-hmm. Johnson, yeah, he was my pick to be the four. But uh, Coach AJM says Cam has not looked good. No improvements anywhere. Um, some games are some things that I like. Yeah. Uh, there, there are little things that I like. He seems more confident on his shot. Um, he's trying to do a lot more with the ball and getting it to the rim, dishing off the teammates, running the fast break. We all know he can dunk on people. (laughs) He can dunk. Very confident guy in the paint. Um, I just, there's not enough right now. It's a small sample size. So Mm -hmm. of course we're not going to crown him to be the four. And he probably never will be. It's just something that I wanted to throw out. there. And I like him a lot. And depending how they get this lineup figured out, because it's obviously not figured out now, it's going to be a long time until he gets back into the lineup if he ever did into the starting lineup again, maybe due to injury. But right now, I'm not seeing it. So it's fine. We don't have to freak out about it. Oh, look who's joining from the how's hey. the party, John? How's the thumbs up button time? I did Drink not give a, a shout Drink a beer for me, John. Drink a beer for me. Yeah. And shout out to all the Jamsters, seriously, for watching. We um, thank you guys. Would like it if you get a thumbs up, uh, subscribe. And of course, uh, Apple reviews. If you submit a five star review, we will read it here right on the podcast. All right, so I just want to give a little shout Everyone, out to Everyone, Hulk smash the like button. You guys know how I do it on Suns Geek. Hulk yeah. smash the like button. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely. And mm-hmm. all right, let's get to a really, um, I don't know if you like this guy or not. The Warden. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Mikhail Bridges, to me, five for nine tonight, 10 points. Five rebounds, three assists. That's a typical, I feel like, Mikhail Bridges performance. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
I think it's phenomenal. I think when you come into this game, Booker's kind of struggling at first, but he gets a shot going. Uh, you always want to give Aiden the ball at all times whenever he's you know on the court. You want to feed him, see what he can do. I want to see that a lot. Also, Mikhail Bridges is another guy you want to get involved. And I think that having him as a third option on offense is something that might happen. And tonight, yeah, five for nine, 30 minutes. Do you think that he should get the ball more? I mean, they've been doing a lot of screen and rolls with him, and yeah. he's looked pretty good. First time we've really seen this uh, this year and even his whole career to where he's getting the ball at the top of the key and he's running the pick and roll. He has some really nice looking passes last last mm-hmm. game. So should he get the ball more? I mean, should he be more involved? And eventually towards the end of the year, you think he'll be like actually a third option for this team? It's going to be hard. Maybe him and DA can kind of share that. But mm-hmm. do you think he could be a third option? Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, I think he's one of the best rim runners and cutters in today's game. And obviously his offensive game is growing. I think he averaged like 13 points last year. And this year, if I'm correct, he's our leading scorer. I could be wrong on that. He's averaging like 17 points per game this year. And if I remember correctly, we win a lot of games when Mikhail Bridges scores a lot of points. But on that side, if he can score at least 15 a game, that's really not asking much, especially for a guy like Mikhail Bridges and all the talent that's on this Suns team and a point guard like Chris Paul. But I agree with you. Maybe a little bit of D.A. and Mikhail Bridges sharing the ball, you know, getting more touches would be great for this team because I'm sure the Suns have won a lot of games when D.A. scores a lot of points, too. Uh, but, yeah, the, and, and there's so many fans, you know, in my comment section and just basketball fans alike have said, why doesn't Mikhail Bridges get the ball more? He needs to you know, score more points and do this and that. And I'm like, I know, like, I, I get it. So if that answers your question, yes, Mikhail Bridges needs to get the ball more, needs to score more. And I like that. I think they should, you know, split the touches with DA as well. Yeah, and I know Booker's going to be more of a dominant ball handler. I know Chris Paul tonight, mm-hmm. he had an off game last game, but tonight he he looked pretty decent. Towards the end of the third quarter, yeah. he heated up, helped he the team up. out offensively. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, started the game, or started the fourth quarter, he came out and continued to help the offense get going. 16 points for him, 10 assists. It was a bad first half for him, so it's kind of like, uh, what's yeah. going on with him? But he came back at some good shots. Uh, him and D.A., the two-man game, looked really, mm-hmm. really good today. So hopefully D.A. can come back and they can build off of this because it's really nice to see that they keep going at him because we've asked for a lot of things, I think, as Suns fans, but two of the things really is, you know, give D.A. the ball in the second half and then just don't play Nader. And it's nothing you know, Nader haters, whatever, but those are the two <laughs> things that we've asked for and they've been given us. So I like what we're seeing right now. I mean, the way they ended the game, of course, wasn't the best, but I like this game. They, they, they improved on a lot of things and coach Monty did a lot where I was really impressed with him. There was a timeout too towards the end of the third. Like I mentioned before, he called when it seemed like the Cavs were getting back into rhythm. So there's little things that they're doing out there, but I, I love the improvements so far by everybody on the team just you know we're we're missing a few things out there offensively in the rotations mm-hmm. a lot of cold streaks in the third quarter they went three for three at one time from three and that was like the longest they had any kind of consecutive uh field goals up to that point everything was kind of like make miss 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 make miss 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 so that was nice to see um this is a little early for this segment but uh we're gonna go ahead and give out the jam star of the game <laughs> Jam star of the game. All right, Brandon, who you got? Who you got, man? You know what? I'm going to cheat here. We're going to go with the birthday boy, Devin Booker. Yes. 27 points, 
But let's be fair. I mean, we kind of just got done talking about it. I mean, Chris Paul had a good game, especially in the second half. So yeah. but I'm going to go with my pick, Devin Booker, the 25-year-old future Hall of Famer. You hear it here first. Future <laughs> Phoenix Suns Ring of Honor member, Devin Booker, is the jamster of the game. Yeah, well, I guess uh, to Pedro, start of the game is geek. Let's go. And, you know, yeah, yeah, for filling it for John. Because John, you know, John is, he has a busy schedule nowadays, you know. <laughs> I can't always get like he's just never around anymore. So every time I watch a show, I feel like he's in a hotel room. (laughs) He is. He actually is traveling a lot. He's always in hotel rooms. So, you know, one of these one of these nights again, he's gonna be like, I don't have, I can't get to you, Matthew. So I might have to reach back out to you, Suns Geek. Um. So yeah, thanks again. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime. All right. So let's go. Oh, Hayden Schweiker, nephew Hayden, in there. Birthday book. Birthday book. Yeah. And also, happy birthday, book. Jay uh, Pixel said Cavs coach is the jamster of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Snack, DA, jamster game. Yeah. And then Cavs, I mean, yeah. If DA would have stayed healthy, I mean, he probably would have been the jamster of the game. He, he would have been. was looking yeah. really good. Sometimes I feel like I don't give him enough credit, but that's just because, like, I'm, you know, I we got we to hold our stars accountable, especially after making the finals, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. It's true, and... <laughs> Uh, Fabio Nazinski, not Nazinski, Nazaki. He, uh, we almost lost when DA left. So he's a jam star. And it's true. You know, you, you don't really notice that. So he's gone. It's like, where is he? We need some, mm-hmm. we need our savior. And he, he is, <laughs> he, he's been that guy sometimes this year. And last game, it's like, man, this guy is carrying us to 10 point leads. Like keep him in and give him the ball. He treat him like he's, he's like treating him, treat him basically like a star, you know, right. that's going to mm-hmm. win you the game now. See how he responds to that. I want to see that. Especially and, for a guy. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but sorry. No, especially for a guy like DA who we kind of know can get disengaged, like keep mm-hmm. him involved in the yes. second half. And then that'll boost his confidence. And maybe he'll score like 35 or 40. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And one of these, we're going to get one of those games, I think. Yeah. And it might be back to back games. I just, I feel like a different DA now. I feel like, um, right. There's something there to where, you know, when you step on the court this season, you don't get paid. You know, I don't know if that's an embarrassing thing for him. I mean, obviously, I I, I feel like I would be not embarrassed, but, but kind of feel down about it. You know, oh, I'm yeah. playing against these other Let's guys that real. know I haven't got paid. It's all over ESPN. Mm-hmm. It sucks. So for him to put a string of two games together and showing up, that means a lot, man. And, um, oh, my, my jam star of the game, I don't think I get Yeah, I'm going to give it to Book. You know, yeah. I didn't like it in the first quarter too much with him shooting so much, but I liked how he got it going later on in the game because we need him to be that guy, of course, because we saw it last year in the finals. He's going to show up, hit big shots. And to get that back after what we watched last year, it's going to be awesome because you kind of forget how incredible this guy is on the court offensively. And if we can get that back soon, it'd be nice. Yeah, especially with like, you know, Chris Paul on our team and Mikhail Bridges growing before our <laughs> eyes and DA. It's like we can't, we do forget. I do. Uh, yeah, I, I forget how great Devin Booker can be at times. And sometimes, again, I don't give Booker the credit that he deserves, but the dude's an all-star. He's a superstar. So shout out to Devin Booker. Yeah, shout out, man. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I keep <laughs> surprising you with these things. I mean, you can guess who's behind these. Uh, Yo, these I'm a huge Zac Efron huh? fan. I'm not even Are joking. You? He, that dude yeah. is one of my favorite actors in Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Mike B, yeah, Voida is bald. Um, I'll probably be bald soon. So <laughs> Same yeah. here, man. That's why I'm always rocking <laughs> yeah, hats. It you'll, happens, all right? You'll, you'll only catch me without a hat when I'm at my work. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, the hat, the hats are nice. Um, <laughs> all right. So what we do is we put out a poll this morning. <laughs> Basically, today's bet was a money line plus points. Um, what we had four options, forty-eight total votes. So the first option was Suns Suns win over two hundred fifteen point five points. Suns win under two fifteen point five. Cavs win over two fifteen point five, or Cavs W under two fifteen point five. And the majority actually was a tie. Suns win over 215.5, and then Suns win under 215.5. Brandon, do you gamble at all? Do you understand anything that I'm saying right now? Honestly, no. I've never been a gambling man. Uh, no, so no. Me neither. <laughs> I have not. Math, math was never my best subject, you know? And yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, betting and all that fan duel and whatever it's called. I don't follow that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And obviously. <laughs> Like yeah, I could probably be making a lot of money, but you know, it's too no, too, I, too much math. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of hard work. John put yeah. in a lot of work, but I haven't got into it yet. Um, but basically, yeah, the Suns were definitely under. There was only 193 points scored today, but they did get the win. Uh, so whoever voted for that, you win nothing. But um, I don't know if we won anything because it tied. John will explain it next time. I'm just mm-hmm. reading reading the notes going through this thing. Yep. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, the way it was looking in the fourth quarter, I was like, okay, they're going to basically end under because no one's scoring anything. Mm-hmm. The start of the first quarter, I'm like, no one's scoring anything. So obviously they're going to finish under. So finish under. Uh, thanks for everyone for um, voting. The 48 people that did. Um, it's a lot. It is 32 minutes in. Um, do you have any other notes on the game that you want to bring up, talk about, whether it's <laughs> the Cavs, Suns, before we go and preview the next game? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to kind of hit you with a spontaneous question. I don't yeah, think we do really it. saw it in this game, but have you seen a few times this season where the Suns struggle to score for like two to three minutes? And the reason I bring that up is because that was kind of my first red flag of this season. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can take a couple losses. That's fine. But I've mentioned this in my videos. I was like, the Suns go small stretches without scoring. And it's it, we didn't really see it tonight, thank God, but... Yeah, uh, have you seen that at all this season? Um, I see, I feel like I've seen so much this season. I can't really right? remember. The season's been so strange, yeah. like you said in the beginning. But Ugh. for for the Suns team, it just seems like it's been a, it's not really a mess. But they're trying to get a hold on things, and everything's just kind of going everywhere. Uh-huh. And they're trying to just hit on one thing to get a win here or there until they can figure things out. So I can't really tell you if I remember that or not because. It's, it's just been, been such yeah. a crazy. It's been. Weird. I'm glad you said that. Actually, yeah. Because, and, so, sorry, somebody so, said this. Some someone was like, "We're in our first week or two of the NBA season, but it feels like we're like a month in." You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So sorry to cut you off, but it, it's been a bizarre no, season so far. It has, and like, what what game mark do you usually look at? Like, to I mean, last year they started eight and eight, and then they got on a hot streak. Yep. Is it like 20 games for you to where you can f- kind of figure out a team? Because Absolutely. I know in the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, there's four or five games, then you can kind of see what a team is. Yeah. Is it like the 20, 20 game mark for you, you think? Yeah, it's 20 to 25. And that's where, even though I'm super optimistic about a lot of these teams, let's be real. Like a lot of these teams that are off to decent starts probably won't be good later on. I just mm-hmm. like the shiny new toys. I like, you know, the youth and the, and the excitement of this league. But yeah, 20 to 25 games in and, I, and I'm sure the Suns will eventually, you know, get things going and, you know, have games mm-hmm. kind of like tonight where they go on huge runs. I mean, 50 to 12 at one point, yeah. we outscored them. And even in that Lakers win, we saw flashes of what this team could do. 
I'm sure the Suns will be fine, but I did talk about this. I said the Suns shouldn't be figuring themselves out 20 to 25 games in, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, they got to figure this out now. Yeah. Just my opinion. I don't know. No, I know. I mean, we're all kind of new to this. I mean, the Suns run last year leading to this year. You kind of just don't know what to expect. We, a lot of us picked them to be the number one seed. A lot of us picked them to be, of course, a playoff team this year and then return to the finals. Even Bill Simmons on his podcast, I'm not sure if you listen to him, but he talks about how he picked the Suns as the finals contender of the West. He wants, wow. he thinks that they're going to make it. Now, that's a lot of pressure. It's something that you have to back up because you do hear it. Whether At least somebody or not, believes in us. <laughs> I know, right? And like, I'm usually, I'm on the other side, uh, other side of the fence where I don't want to hear that too much. I like flying under the radar. True. I don't want to hear too much stuff from like ESPN. And plus, I don't really watch ESPN, but like yeah, yeah. too many things where people are predicting them to go very, very far because it can fall apart pretty quick. Um, this year, of course, we have to get used to it. We have to just understand that the expectations of this team, everything that is just going to be put on them, they have to handle a different way from last year because they did fly under the radar and they got to the finals. So the way they can rebound on this, if Book can get hot, a DA, I'm sure his injury is nothing. If he can continue just to be a full force for the minutes he's in the game, I mean, you can't really stop those two. So you have those two you can feed off of, and it's it's a team that has a lot to build on. So that's what's so exciting because we're so excited this year to watch the development of these young guys, and we still have a long way to go, yeah, we do. of course. And the development, like you talked about with the Cavs, and we can go back to the Cavs really quick because I wanted to bring up Kevin Love. He he seems like a legit six-man guy, right? And mm-hmm. someone actually brought it up a uh, question. Let me bring that up really quick and on Twitter. It was Suns Gnome. He asked uh, Salt and Pepper Kevin Love at the line tonight. He took a picture. I guess he was at the game tonight, so shout out uh, Suns Gnome. Uh, he said, Suns Jam, see him as a trade deadline buyout maybe? And he's a guy we talked about earlier in the season. I don't know if you saw anything from him that you liked. Um, you think there's any room on this team for him? Um, if they were to do a buyout and have him added in here, do you see him as a Sun maybe later in the year? Well, first off, let me just say, it, it wouldn't be the first time that Kevin Love has been rumored or linked to the Phoenix Suns. But I feel like if it is going to happen, it would be then. Because those Thaddeus Young trade you know, rumors have died down. Let's be real. That, that That's dead in the water. And Kevin Love, yeah. he looks rejuvenated. I think Eddie Johnson brought it up on the broadcast that he interviewed him. Kevin Love said, I like this young Cavs team. He said that I like playing here. And that wasn't really the case like a few years ago or la- even last year. And we all know Kevin Love's had you know mental health issues. And that's some real stuff right there. But he looks rejuvenated. He looks good. And I think people forget this is one of the best power forwards of all time. And, yeah. I mean, Kevin Love had a game one time where he had 31 and 31. So I've always been a Kevin yeah. Love fan. Uh, would I like to see him on the Suns? Yeah, but I don't know for what price. And I don't even know how that would fit. But I know yeah. that, I know that the dude's a champion. He's one of the best power forwards of all time. I'm sure James Jones loves him. So it's possible, but I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I was a big fan of it before, but I think just the development of sticks, if you're going to go yeah. in that way to where you keep him, you're not trading him for Thaddeus Sung, whatever's going to happen right. there. If you're keeping him and he's developing into something that's fun to watch and he knows what he's doing on the court, then, yeah, you keep that, I think, and you build off of that. But then Kevin Love, I think, can be a threat. He can be another guy that you can add later on for, like, a finals run. I think it would actually be pretty cool. Right. Um, I was thinking, you know, there's one guy they added this offseason. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Ricky Rubio, Rubio again. If you listen to this podcast, <laughs> it is a drop of Ricky Rubio for a head and shoulders commercial. You got to come on here and watch it. Um, so he he joins the Cavs, and he's always a motivator. I think he's a guy that always comes on a team. He helped the Utah Jazz get to a certain mm-hmm. point, helped the Suns get to a certain point. Now he's with the Cavs. You know, it's it's a trend he has. He's he's dumped off in the places. He signs with the Suns, but then, you know, it kind of seems like, hey, he's dumped off Minnesota, and then he's dumped off with the Cavs. And I kind of feel bad, but he holds his own. He does a great job of, you know, motivating it feel like uh, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, these yep. younger guys under his wing. I mean, do you think he has an impact on that team? Like, and especially Kevin Love, does it get him some momentum a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I brought this up earlier in the podcast. I said, you got Ricky Rubio and Kevin Love coming off of your bench. That's pretty good. And I think Mm -hmm. Suns fans might forget how good Ricky Rubio was with the Suns. I thought he was really good. I mean, we actually had a point guard who was kind of like a quarterback for once. You know what I mean? That was obviously way before Chris Paul. But we actually had a point guard. I love Ricky Rubio. Always have. And I love him on this Cavs team for the points that you brought up. You know, mentoring Colin Sexton, mentoring Darius Garland who two of those guys I feel like are two of the most overlooked guards in the NBA, probably just because they're stuck in Cleveland, you know, and Cleveland's not very good. And, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ricky Rubio's great. Um, and by the way, I kind of was joking, but Goran Dragic has not played in the Raptors last two games and he's on the Raptors now. And I'm like, I tweeted, out, I was like, come home dragon, like come home. I'm oh just yeah, <laughs> I saw. You know, I saw that. I saw that. I mean, it's either him or Frank Kaminsky, right? Right. I mean, a lot of but, a lot of Frank fans here. Yeah, so. but I don't know. To, to answer your question, I love Ricky Rubio, and I will never forget his time here. And uh, you know, here we are now. So I, I wish Ricky Rubio the best, and we'll have to see. Yeah, that's true. And then also a big concern is the hair. Uh, we talked about it last podcast, but we saw a live tonight. If you're down in downtown Phoenix, you're at the Suns game. You saw Ricky Rubio. You might not even know it was Ricky Rubio without his long right. uh, hair from, I mean, his whole career almost. Um, so I don't know if that bothered you, but not <laughs> not me too much. I mean, you know, he can't do another Head and Shoulders commercial. And I'm he's sure got, he's got better hair than me, so I ain't going to criticize. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't understand how that happens, but it happens. Um yeah, so I mean the Cavs are they're fun. So we want to look ahead to next game. Uh, the Suns do play the Pelicans. Um, it's a it's a it's a weird Pelicans team. I mean mm-hmm. the, the whole Zion thing. I think it's what is what's your take on Zion and what? I mean the the, the Pelicans lost tonight to the Knicks. Knicks actually look pretty good. Um, they're <laughs> they're starting the season off uh, pretty hot, but now I think the they are one in five now or one in six now the Pelicans. So obviously it's another game. The sun should take home. Oh uh, yeah. They're one in six now. So they're at home. They're playing this Pelicans team without Zion, uh, kind of a chaotic team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Brandon Ingram, this is going to be basically the vocal point. Any thoughts mm-hmm. on the Pelicans, how you kind of handle the scene uh, in, in a way. I mean, I know the no Zion thing's good for the Suns, yep. but anything you're nervous about with the Pelicans? I'm kind of <laughs> glad that we're previewing these uh, next two games, especially this Pelicans thing. And, and you know me, like I love young teams and I love the shiny yeah. new toys, but the Pelicans, they are a mess and it sucks. I mean, yeah. David Griffin, who I think used to be our GM like years ago is their current GM. He might be on the hot seat. Maybe. I mean, I, and I get it. No Zion that obviously is going to hurt your team, but Zion, you know, he's not LeBron yet. Like he, he, he can do a lot of great things, but with or without him, I still think that they're going to be a bad team. And they have some decent players, but like mm-hmm. they are a mess right now. I think this is a game where the Suns need to stomp on their throats and have this game over with by halftime. 
Um, so hopefully that's the case. And so I'm, I'm expecting a win. Hopefully we can kind of find our groove against this Pelicans team. Not saying it will be easy. We might have a few bumps in the row, but let's kick the Pelicans while they're down. And then the Houston Rockets, I don't know how many games they are going to win, but Jalen green is a freak. This kid can play. He can Mm -hmm. score. He can dunk. He had a missed dunk against the Timberwolves. It was one of the craziest dunk attempts I've ever seen. And then they got, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. And all these other young guys. I'm like, they're going to be fun. They they might be hard to beat in terms of like scoring, but I think we'll win these next two games. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I'm praying. Yeah, please. Let's <laughs> let's win. And Iverson Bloggs brings up, you know, Willie Green's yep. return to Phoenix. We talked about last Love podcast how... Yeah, the defense, you know, is they look better tonight, obviously, against the Cavs team that just gave up and didn't want to play tonight. It looked better, um, but Willie Green, I guess, a big focus, you know, for the yep. Suns defense the last few years, and he's coming back. So we were kind of worried with him leaving, you know, can the Suns defense pick it up? Can they be, you know, a good defensive team again, better than last year, an elite defense at some times? Um, any thoughts on the Suns defense, Willie Green coming back? Do you notice a difference with him gone? I'm sure it's possible because clearly we haven't seen that defense. I think we're one of mm-hmm. the worst teams in terms of defense right now. Yes. Uh, so that could be it. And sometimes and, and sometimes it's not even, well, I mean, yeah, Willie Green leaving was a big deal, but I think there was a few other coaches and staff that left too that mm-hmm. might've had that impact on defense. Yeah. And maybe that's why we're seeing certain players like Jay Crowder, you know, with different roles and all that. And, but Willie Green, I'm glad that he got an opportunity. I really am, and I, I wish him the best. Uh, maybe this bad start by the Pelicans will be good for him going forward. I think he's a great coach. He's been in the league for years and well-respected. And uh, But, yeah, shout-out to Willie Green. It'll be good to have him come back. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> tough to tell with coaches in the NBA for me because – the way I look at the game, there's still so much I don't know. I, I obviously, right. you know, I mean, especially in your first year, you don't know anything. Yeah, exactly. And well, for him as a coach, it's going to be very difficult to maneuver this Pelicans team without Zion, without a vocal point, right. with with everything in the in the air. Where, like, are they going to move? A lot of people you talk, you bring up Pelicans. The first thing people tell you, they should move. They should be a super, the SuperSonics. <laughs> they should move to Seattle. And I think Zion's waiting for that to happen while he sits on the bench and he gets healthy. Um, really quick, I just want to—I sh- want to throw it out there because I did predict something before the year, and I was talking to John again today about it before he had a busy night. I talked to him about John Morant's his chance of an MVP this year. I know it's very, very slim just going into this year, but right now he's a big talk. And do you think because of the way Zion has ended up? this year last year injuries like that do you think that takes a toll on him and also kind of boosts up john morant in a way to where he can get a kind of a more of a not as an mvp or like most improved player do you think that helps his situation at all i just want to ask you that really quick maybe an all-star nod for john morant and let's be real if the season ended today john morant would probably win mvp he is nice and he is aggressive he you know i was talking about jalen green being a freak John mm-hmm. Morant is a freak. This guy's dunking over everybody. He can know, score. It's one of the best point guards in the game. Um, you know, Zion, from what I've I've seen him in a lot of interviews, he actually seems like a really cool guy. So hopefully this answers your question. I'm sure maybe it'll take a little toll mentally. Like, yeah, I'm I'm in I'm on the bench and all these other superstars are rising up. But let's be real, when yeah. Zion's healthy, he's he's a good player. And I think the Pelicans have a better record when he is healthy. So 
Uh, For sure. But yeah, John Morant, and, and I do like what the Grizzlies are building. They have some nice young pieces. They made a lot of moves this offseason. Mm-hmm. I, I, they might make the playoffs. I mean, it's way too early to tell. And but yeah, John Morant, I'm, I'm cheering for this guy. I hope he becomes an all-star. Hopefully Zion Williamson become, can become healthy. But I still think the Pelicans will be a mess this year. Oh, oh very cool, man. I, I'm <sighs> glad you're on the, the jaw train. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Pelicans, they, they will. I mean, they it's just that way until they figure out that lineup. Um, So just one last thing we got to pick. Uh, John, I do pick who's going to win the next game between the Suns and Pelicans. We were right last time. We picked the Suns over the Cavs. We finally, I think that's the first time we've won. Let's go. It might be. I forget. He has the record scribbled down somewhere. Um, So who are you going to pick? You got the Suns, right, over the Pelicans? Yep, I'm picking Maybe Suns. Maybe easy breezy. Suns and Pelicans. Put the game away by halftime, and let's see what the Suns bench can do because the Suns bench needs to get going too. Yeah, no, they definitely do. Um, All right, man. This was actually kind of a weird game. It started out really great. Uh, I'm glad you joined me tonight. We're going to go ahead and just wrap stuff up. Uh, I know everyone's busy, uh, you know, getting ready for Halloween tomorrow. Um, Of course, Suns Geek, just let everybody know where they can find you do all that crazy stuff to, you know, support you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first off, thank you so much for having me back on, you know, sometimes our schedules don't match up, but I am totally down to come on anytime you guys need me. Uh, happy Halloween to everybody. I hope you guys are all doing safe and well. You guys can find me at Suns Geek on YouTube or just search Suns Geek on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the Suns Jam, Jam Session podcast, excuse me, Hulk smash that like button. And thank you so much, Matt, for having me on. This was a good show, man. Yeah, no problem. I always enjoy having you on. Um, yeah, everyone, like he said, um, like, subscribe, go to Apple, five-star reviews. We'll read them right here on the podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone, all the Jamsters out there. I hope you do have a good Halloween. If you don't celebrate, that's fine. But everyone, go home and love your family. Good night. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.